Hey everyone, it's Tom Crowds and listen, the reason we named this podcast the Your Life, Your Term Show is because it's not always about real estate. We're really about living life on your terms and that's what this episode is about. We brought back Dr. Pete to talk about his story, how he transitioned from a police officer in Peel to a chiropractor. So it's half a discussion about living life on your terms and we kind of go all over the map in that discussion. And then we do talk about some chiropractic stuff and my kind of recent experiences and what I've been through in the last few months and you know how I've used chiropractic and that whole bit. So just know that the reason this isn't all about real estate is really, we believe in using real estate as a vehicle to truly live life on our terms. It's an an amazing financial asset that can really produce some rewards, either cash flow rewards or long-term equity rewards that really can set us up nice financially to live life on our own terms. And because that's what we're all doing, we like to have other episodes where we're talking about things about people who are living life on their terms. And sometimes that means bringing on a chiropractor and talking about their journey and sharing their stories. So that's why we have Dr. Pete back on. It was a really fun talk uh, on this episode with him. We're all over the map and uh, sometimes those are the ones I enjoy the most. So I just wanted to give that little preamble so that you know if you're new listening to this podcast as to why it's not just always about real estate. That would make me go crazy, even though we absolutely love real estate for what it is. And we actually have some really good real estate episodes uh, coming up. I'm fl- In my mind, I'm just thinking about interest rates. I have an obsession with interest rates in this country. <laughs> the Bank of Canada is meeting today, and I don't think they did anything. I have to check. Um, anyway, my mind just raced off into... Uh, to a side uh, tangent there. Um, So hopefully you enjoy this episode. And listen, if you are listening to this and you do want some real estate specific updates, there is something that's always about real estate. It's our Rockstar Minutes on our YouTube channel. You can go to youtube.com forward slash Rockstar Inner Circle, hit subscribe on there, and uh, you will always get our weekly Rockstar Minutes. Those are always about real estate specifically. We're always trying to share some comments. This week, we actually put up some charts on the long-term historical price uh, prices of US properties and compare long histor- uh, long-term historical rent. And the reason we did that comparing prices to rent is we wanted to see during the crisis of 2007 and 8, when property prices in America came down on average about 20, 25%, in some areas much more, some areas like 60%, um, what happened to rent? And the reason we want to study that is for, for us here in Canada, if there was ever a correction, we want to know what would happen to rent. So that's what we did in this, uh, this week's particular Rockstar Minute. You can get all our Rockstar Minutes at youtube.com. So go to YouTube and then punch in the little search box rockstar inner circle or go to youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle subscribe and you'll never miss one of those rockstar minutes if you have any ideas throw in a comment on something you want us to talk about and we'll do it i think that's it for now let's get on with this episode enjoy are you ready to live life on your terms is it time to take charge real estate business building the economy health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live, and uh, Nick, can you hear me? No, I'm just joking. Nick's not even here, so he totally can't hear me. (laughs) The reason I'm saying that, you don't even know this. This has turned into something completely ridiculous that when Nick and I are on a podcast together, I ask him when we kick off, can you hear me? And I think it comes from early on, we had a little kerfuffle on one of them where his audio wasn't working or his mic. So I always just check with him like, hey, can you hear me? And... uh, so that's Some, the intro now? Is that well, what you're it's accidentally become the intro that's getting a little ridiculous, but uh, I'm still enjoying myself with it. So <laughs> that's where that comes from. That's but great. on to serious business. So, 
Dr. Pete is here with us. I You don't know I'm about to tell you this, but you're definitely one of the most, uh, I don't want to say controversial guests that we have on this podcast, but I get the most interesting feedback about you. And I totally haven't prepared you for this because uh, it's funny from people in the community, the chiropractic community, they love when you're on. Because I get okay. feedback saying, oh my gosh, you know, uh, bring him back on. He's doing a good job articulating a lot of the things that we believe in. I'm sure everybody has different opinions slightly on what, sure. the way yeah. they do their practice and stuff. And then other people who are outside of the chiropractic community and maybe don't go to a chiropractor give me feedback around the lo- along the lines of, I'm not really sure what to make of him. I don't know what to make of chiropractors. I really can't believe you would have him on. Isn't it a real estate podcast? So I get like you're, for some reason, you are just a bit of a lightning rod when it comes. Wow. That's a good way. I, it's a good I, thing. It's a good okay, thing. Okay. It's a, it's a positive. Cool. It's All a right. positive. And, uh, but I didn't even want to start with that. I want to start with, you know, we help people with real estate here to live life on their terms. That's our idea. And a lot of people that we work with want to quit their jobs. Um, a lot of people we work with change careers. Uh, there's a couple people that we know right now in their late forties doing complete career change, just starting off a brand new career. And that can be a little bit intimidating. And I just want to ask you, you were, uh, was it OPP police officer? Uh, no, I was actually with, no, no, uh, Toronto Peel, Peel regional, Peel regional. Yeah. You were a Peel cop. Yes. I just can't see you pulling me over. I don't. I can't see it either. Okay, I didn't so do it much. so I just want to talk about this a little bit. How did you, how did you go into become? And I know you're not prepared for this. Yeah. And I know no, you thought fine. you it's thought fine. we were going to be talking about some. No, nope, we'll totally get there. Yeah. We'll get there. But yeah, because I think it could be really enlightening for a whole bunch of people. Okay. How, how yeah. did you make that transition? What was the thought process? Because you obviously wanted to become a police officer. Well, let me tell the story. It's not too long, but so I finished my undergrad at University of Guelph. And I had, I was, I, I thought, you know, I, I had thought, at the, I had seen a chiropractor at that point a little bit, and I thought, okay, maybe, I think that's going to be something that I want to do, be a chiropractor. I applied to, I had, my dream back then was to live in California. So I applied to this school in California, and I got in, and then I was like, I was talking to my parents, and they were like, oh, it's a lot of money, it's in the U.S., like, are you sure you're going to be able to, you know, afford chiropractic school and follow through with it and I kind of I didn't go and um, I had a job when I was in university I was uh, I had a couple different jobs but one of my jobs was I don't know if you know this an autopsy assistant I don't think I knew that I don't know if I told you that so that's like somebody I know it's weird I knew you were crazy yeah it's really weird yeah so (laughs) what happened was um, I got I, I was working at a local hospital and they needed someone to do this like it, it's not like a super big hospital, so they may have like one or two autopsies. If you're listening, you, you everybody watches whatever today CSI, CSI or something. It's like somebody dies and they don't know the cause of death, so they do um, a post mortem uh, exam. And the assistant, at least at the hospitals I worked at, um, was you. Well, I, I in university. I carried. This is gonna date us here. Me like a pager. A pager. Oh yeah. no. So the pager meant that. Basically well, it's like, very ironic too because the pager is like for emergencies, and what's the emer- the person's already passed, that, so you oh can't really—it's not really an emergency. But so they would they would page me, and I would go to my old Motorola. I had a cell phone too, right? And I would call, and they'd say, "Okay, um, you know, the doctor wants to meet you tomorrow at uh, nine a.m." So I had to go like an hour early, take the body out of the freezer, put it on the autopsy table, get all the instruments ready, and then basically once I got 
competent, the doctor would just say, okay, go. And he, I would start dissecting and making notes and oh he would be standing there. And then Man, he, I, w- I passed out in like grade nine science cutting yeah, up a frog. It's not for, and I was telling, I was talking to a patient about it. I, I would definitely not be able to do it now. But be, back then I was interested in health and anatomy and life and death and all these things. And so it was very, it, the interest was, allowed me to overlook the, you know, the awful parts of that experience. And it was an, is an autopsy only done when the, um, the reason of death, of the passing, the death, I guess, yeah. d- isn't known? Correct. Oh, is that always done or is that like the um, police or family ask for it? So every... I don't know um, how we got into yeah, this subject. Yeah, now we're, <laughs> we're off. We're off. So every jurisdiction is different. I believe in Ontario, it's uh, every death has to be, death certificate is signed by a coroner. That's a medical doctor who attends at the scene of a death. So if somebody dies in hospital of cancer or heart attack or whatever, the cause of death is known, so usually there's no postmortem exam. But let's say, you know, somebody dies at home alone or they live alone and and then they pass away or there's obviously like you know the, you know, homicide, car accidents, um other accidents, those end up becoming postmortem exams so that so that uh, a pathologist uh, does a report and makes their findings on what the cause of death is, and and then that's sort of Got case it. closed. Part we know the why file. the person okay. died. Yeah. So, so get so the reason I so the I guess the point of the story is I was doing that job and I started meeting police officers who had been um, they would sometimes come if there's like a car accident or something they'd have to come in and you know ask questions and stuff. So I met some one of them I became friends with and started to work out with, and he took me on a ride along. And he was OPP. He was Wellington OPP, which is outside of Guelph. And um, he said, you know, you know, you might like this. It's, you know, and he t- I went for a ride along and it seemed kind of cool. So I was like, ah, oh, what the heck, I'll apply. And I did, I actually, so again, to keep the story short, I first got hired by Guelph, but I ended up at Peel. And um, yeah, I did that for a couple of years. And right away I knew it wasn't for me. And so. What, what, what was the moment? Oh, there's always, there's gosh. There's a moment. Uh let me think. I, I I I can't think of the moment. I'm sorry. That's a good question. But it was. I'll tell you. It was shift work. It was actually. You know. I can probably. I can probably think of a moment. Um. It was. It's a corporate entity. So you think of policing, but it's like you work in a big company, and you work with all these different people. So some of them are colleagues on your level. Some of them are supervisors. And I learned. I've started to see really early. Okay, you got to like be friends with this person if you want to go up in the ranks got or it, like it. a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah, I yeah. I had no idea. It was really surprised. It was political. Very political, so I thought that I got to deal with that. I don't love shift work. I, I was not healthy at that time. I, if you any patients listening, they got my email. That's my email. The intro email I send is that I got mono when I was yeah. first on policing I because think of I remember stress reading and shift this. work, right? So then um and and the irony again also ironic was I was like oh, I don't want to be a chiropractor because it's too boring and policing would be exciting right but a lot of it was like you know you're driving around and you're just driving around for night shift there's nothing going (laughs) on so it was kind of boring at times there were a few exciting moments and i had a few a few lucky you know arrests did you chase anyone down through dark dark alleys and jump on them yes no way i did a few times not a lot of times but that happens yeah cool um i took some big i got a big bust of like uh uh 
I think crack cocaine on one Did you? night shift. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is yeah. so cool. Totally lucky. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't. There was <laughs> yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. like there was I, no massive that, detective like, work. Like I pulled someone over for a traffic stop and the guy was really antsy and then he jumped out of his vehicle and ran and I was like, well, that's not good. So I had to chase him and then some other officers came to the vehicle and they found all these um, all these drugs that this guy had in his vehicle. So it was like, so I got a reputation as being like, well, he's so lucky. Like another time was like it was Carabana weekend. And I'm sitting in my cruiser at a shopping plaza in Mississauga and over the radio comes, you know, a cab driver just got um, uh, robbed at knife point. Suspects are blah, blah, blah. And I'm like sitting there and the guy walking across the parking lot looks like Is exactly. The guy? Oh, and I jumped out and said, hey, and he didn't freeze. run. He didn't you run. No, I didn't freeze. even say that. I said, can I talk to you? And um, it was the guy. So they're like, how did you do that? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just was sitting there. <laughs> I think there you should have stayed in the police doing force, nothing. man. Yeah. You just, yeah. So you were solving so crimes by just being I was there. really, yeah, I was really lucky. So, but no, I just knew it wasn't for me. And um, it feels like ages ago. Because You're making me have a flashback. I was a student customs officer at Pearson in the old oh, Terminal wow. 1. Okay. And when, you know, when flights of families came from Florida, everybody declared everything. It was like, it was almost like it got, it got almost annoying because it was like, well, we have like two Mickey Mouse dolls and, you know, one bottle of <laughs> alcohol and this and we're like yeah it's fine just go go you know if you, are you over your limits you know pay the tax if you're not just get get out of here i just want to go home right yeah but then the other flights would come in either from like amsterdam which is like a known hub coming over from the you know other side of right. the world basically and uh everyone's on like high alert it would be amsterdam or just different parts of the world we're just known where a lot of funnel a lot of just different drug traffic the drug dogs would be out and i remember one flight some guy comes with an. You remember those old blue Adidas bags with the red handles? I yeah, I do. Old, yeah. They probably sell them again. D- yeah, maybe. Because everything they're comes coming back, back in style. So this yeah. guy comes. I, I've seen him at the gym. Yes, they yeah. are back. Yeah. Okay, so he comes running around the corner, basically hugging this thing. Uh-oh. And uh, I look at it. This is back in the day where you had plane tickets, and I could tell there's codes <laughs> on these plane tickets that they taught us to look for. I could tell the ticket was bought cash the day before. And I asked okay. him a couple of questions. I can't remember what I asked him. Something probably I was probably freaking out or something because I thought I was thinking this guy has drugs. He's a cash bought ticket. They trained us. If you buy the ticket cash the day before and you look suspicious, it's drugs, right? <laughs> and uh, I put him in to get searched, and the whole bottom of the Adidas bag, that hard cardboard bottom, all layered with cocaine. Whoa! Good, yeah, and good I, bust. Yeah. yeah wow. Oh, just, just like you. It's just kind of like lucky right i'm like i think this is but another time in immigration immigration was behind the customs booths and i was sitting there in between flights you do nothing i used to race on the chairs because uh we would we you know a bunch of us would get the chairs that had wheels on them and the customs hall had a hard flat floor and if you ran and then jumped on your chair you could kind of glide through the customs hall like you know 30 40 50 this is what we did between yeah between flights anyway i'm back in my booth i think i'm studying i'm in last year university or something like that and uh some guy just whips by me the other way, like going, you know, not the direction he should be going. Custom Hall's empty and immigration screams, stop that man. I'm like, oh, my God. So I jump out of the booth. I start running a full timer runs fat, you know, faster. He's past me already down the thing. I'm running down the thing. The full the full time guy jumps on. Him. I jump over there. <laughs> on the guy. He arrests him, take him back into immigration. I thought that was like the, my coolest police moment. You know, we got the guy. I didn't even know where he was going to run to try and get on a plane. Like, where was he going? <laughs> Some some, I, I've, some of these people have not thought out their no, escape they plans. Their, yeah, it's by the yeah, seat of their pants and yeah. usually doesn't end yeah, well. Yeah, I have a ton of more uh, stories. but we got, that's, we got That's incredible. I, so we have a little common Yeah, yeah, common totally, totally there, right? do. But I want to get back to your yeah, story. Yeah. Uh, so you have that realization, but then how difficult was, like what was the transition from pulling the plug? Because 
you had to go back to school, no? Right. So, so yeah, got, what was that like? Yeah, I had already done my undergrad. So I had everything I needed to apply to chiropractic school. Um, so I actually said, well, okay, well, I'll stay local. So I applied to the chiropractic school in Toronto. So I was still working as a police officer. And then I did the interview and I got my acceptance. And um, I just worked the rest of the summer um, at Peel Police and then basically handed in my stuff in August and uh, moved to uh, moved to Toronto and and started chiropractic school. Cool. And and so I, what? How old were you then? Um, You're still in your twenties. My twenties. Yeah, yeah okay, I was well, I was older than a lot of the a lot of my sure, classmates a lot that of had had just went done, right in, yeah. but only a couple years older. Yeah. So I was in my mid twenties, I believe. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, so that and that was really easy because. I, now, like, comparatively to me, like, you know, sitting in a classroom, studying, no night shift, no, like, it was easy, right? But to a lot of the people that had just come from, right from university, that they were just, it was really tough because it was continuing studying. They had never been, they had never been yeah, out. Yeah, 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 got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In the real world. So, like, to go from the real world back to school was kind of easy. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, you're lucky you kind of seem to have made the change at the right time. It was early. Yeah. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. It's not the right time because people are making changes now. It's always the right time. I just mean you had the courage to do it at that time. Might have been a little easier. You ha- you weren't married at that time yet? So Sandy and I were, no, we weren't married, but we were together. So okay. yeah, that required, because she had some, she was had a job in, uh, I believe, Burlington at the time. We were living in Burlington. So, But then she ended up getting hired for the same job in Toronto. So we just moved to to Young and Eglinton and had a fun uh, four and a half or so years there. So it was it worked out well. And um, but it was funny, yeah, because a few of the the people were like, "Well, you, what do you mean? You got everybody wants this job and you're leaving it after two years, right?" And then you know one get one guy came up to me. He's like, "You're very smart because who cares about you know? Oh, you, they'd say, well, you have benefits and you have a pension.'" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, but yeah, I have to trade 25, 30 years of my life." So what your to your original point, which is. And I would say most of my patients do not really like their jobs, but it's, okay, how long do I have to do this? I'm trading mm-hmm. so many years and so many hours of my week for 55, 60, I get to, I get to retire. I just, and I, I thought that was a strange I, idea. I, I, I'm tired of telling people that's an okay way to live. And I know that uh, some people don't like it when I say that because, you know, everyone has different family needs and they're supporting family and stuff. But we're only all here for a very short time. It's like a blip, right? Mm-hmm. And I just strongly believe that we all have a unique gift and purpose and that if we're trapped in something we shouldn't be, you're not fully expressing yourself and you're not fully contributing to the community the way you could be. Because I can see the way you love chiropractic. Like it comes out, like the passion you have for it. When I'm in your office and there's like six people waiting and you're there and you start talking like, you're giving like an impromptu seminar when you you ask everyone like, okay, let me ask everyone, if you sleep this way and you're next like this all night, what will happen? And you're... (laughs) You're basically teaching everybody about posture and neck position. Like yeah. it just oozes out of you at all times. And if you uh, if you didn't do that, it would almost to me be a shame because how many people you were just telling me about a lady that you did an adjustment on who hadn't stood up and kind of and I don't know what you can and can't say. Yeah. Uh, but but she was having trouble standing up and you did an adjustment. And she could stand up a lot. Yeah. She had had. Um yeah, without giving too many details, she had had spinal surgery a few years back, but she'd been coming to me for a while and, you know, getting a lot of benefit from chiropractic care and it helped her to maintain her quality of life. But because of their surgery and she had an infection after the surgery and a lot of problems, this was before I had met her, um, you know, she would, she always stands, she has a walker to get around and she stands like kind of hunched forward. 
And um, I'm always thinking with patients, even though like I, I don't want to be like I want to be improving. Like I want to be a better chiropractor when I've been doing it for 40 years and 10 years. And do you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm thinking, I wonder, and I had this idea to try some, uh, to adjust her a certain way, which I hadn't tried before. And I did it and she got up and she stood up straight. And that was the first time she had stood up straight since before her surgery. And she started crying. How long, how long ago was that? How long I think ago? her surgery was in 2015. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's both, almost five. Yeah, it is crazy. It is crazy. So it's like a, a miracle in the office. So she was crying. And then our, my assistant Jody came in. And we were all kind of celebrating. There were some other patients there that had seen her. And they were, like, shocked, too. Is like, that to sustainable? This, right? Or because her body's so used to that other position, does it go um, automatically tighten up and go back? How does that work? Yeah, we're, we're working on it with her. I mean, again, this is a person who had, like, you know, if they, you know, it's it's entirely possible if she, I'm not saying my care, but had not gotten the right things after this procedure, she'd either be bedridden or possibly not even alive. Like just the, the there's a lot of stuff going Jeez, on there. Yeah, okay. So I, I, I don't, I, th- I now I do this particular adjustment with her every time she comes in and she, and she'll, it's lasting a bit longer mm, and cool. she's getting to another level of improvement. So that's really cool. But I, that's what I think is like, um, I kind of laugh when people like whatever doctor they go to, whether it's chiropractor or doctor or physio and some, and they get the word said to them, we can, there's nothing we can do for you. I think the doctor, if you, you got to figure if, if there's nothing, you figure it out then like try to fig, try to solve this problem for this person in front of you that wants your help. Right. So that's what I try to do with patients. Sometimes it's really straightforward and other times it's more complicated and we try different playing with the variables, how often they come in, how we adjust them, what stuff they do at home to try to get them that improvement that they want. So uh, anyway, yeah. It's, it's uh, and cool. I want to ask you more chiropractic questions in a second. Yep. Just to round out the discussion just on, you know, living the life you really want to live or what we call living life on your terms. I just, if anyone's listening to this and you're thinking about, you know, making a change in your life, some advice that like I, that I always share is that don't, you don't have to quit too early. I would have hated anyone who told me this, like, don't quit, you know, stay with your job. And I remember <laughs> I, back when I wanted to quit, you know, late 20s, early 30s, I quit when I was 33. Um, I would have said, you don't understand. I hate my job. I'm quitting tomorrow. All I would share with you, if you're listening to this, have the system in place that's going to produce some revenue for you in advance. So for you, you went to chiropractic college. You knew there was going to be this other kind of career ahead of you. You just right. didn't quit the police force and say like money's going to drop from the sky or something like that. You, you put no. in, in effect another plan for myself. I, I, wanted to get into real estate, but the idea of real estate wasn't enough to produce income for my family. We could keep buying properties, but the properties weren't going to replace. I had a pretty high salary, right. wasn't going to replace that income. So I needed to study business and understand how to create systems to get new customers for the business Nick and I were going to start, which would eventually become Rockstar. And to me, all that became my number one priority. That became all my focus. And when I got confident in that system that it would produce cut new customers and clients for us, that's when I quit. So right. it wasn't like the idea of real estate was in my head. And then I said, I'm going to quit. I right. waited and studied and learned and tested a few things until I had a system. And then I had the confidence to quit. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know, I want to quit, but I don't know what to do. Start looking at systems that will produce income for you. And once you get comfortable with those systems, if you believe in them enough and they're mapped alongside the business that you want to get into or the niche or the industry that you want to get into, then I think you can kind of step into it. Right. But to just quit out of frustration with no plan is a little dangerous, right? Especially well, if you're supporting a family or you you know, you know, have some responsibilities. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and 
you never want to have that feeling of jumping off a cliff and doing something because yeah, as to your point out of frustration, I can't do this job anymore. So I'm leaving. And then, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out later. Ideally you would, as you said, definitely have some kind of, or take your time. I think, you know, I, I listened to, and you know, Gary, Gary V, we, you know, see his mm-hmm. stuff. He's all over Facebook and Instagram and he preaches, which I love is, is patience, which is, you know, cause you think like, and I, I dealt with this, like <laughs> you you're 25, you yeah. should have, or 30 or 35, you should have. And he's like, well, I'm going to be, he's whatever he is in his mid forties. And he's like, I'm just getting started. I think that's such a good attitude because we get thinking, especially if we compare. And I was really, when I graduated and still earlier in my chiropractic, I met a lot of different chiropractors and some of them had achieved very high levels of financial success very quickly. And you compare yourself, wait, well, you know, um, what am I not doing right that this this guy or girl is doing? And I have to wait. He did this by age forty, and I have I'm age forty. I haven't done reached this milestone, and that's really not good. I think that's you use, have to. That's actually useless. It's useless. It's yes. actually a negative. It's it's, it's a, a big negative. negative. Yeah. And um, the reason it's a complete negative, I'll let you complete. I know I'm jumping no, go. in here, this but is good. I, the reason it's a complete negative is because you are a unique person. Right. The way you deliver chiropractic and the way you're going to contribute to the world is very different than those other people. And for you to compare yourself to, against another person. It, that they're on their path. They're doing what they're going to do their way. That's yeah. not the way you should be doing it. So if you try to copy someone else, it always, I've seen this in every, I've seen this in software. Right. I've seen this in real estate. I see it everywhere. If you are true to yourself and express the, the business that you're in the way you want to express it, things start happening. As soon as you try to mimic other people and not be true to you, it never works out. You might get some quick money. You might make some easy sales or something, but it's not a long lasting success. Like I tell my, my own kids this, that like, you know, life is going to be a pretty tough journey at moments. So pick a path that you are excited to be in. For you, it's chiropractic. For me, it's real estate. And pick, pick it and go into it and expect the hardships, expect the, the war scars, expect the bad days, expect the hard work. That's, that's all normal. Right. And in fact, all the hard stuff is valuable because when you do have the good moments, they're that much better because of all the hard stuff you went through. So the journey, you know, everyone talks about it, the journey is the success, like s- the struggle that you're going through, as long as it's directed in the passion that you have, you know, the area yeah. of life you want to spend your time nothing can go wrong. The bad days, in fact, aren't bad because at that very moment when you have a really bad day, something else in the world is happening that's going to produce your best day ever. Absolutely. And and I just strongly, and I don't mean to sound airy-fairy, I, I, I just believe that in my soul at this point. You know, it's come to the point where sometimes where all bad things will happen to Nick and I, I mean, we're, we're in real estate. There's like, there's countless <laughs> bad things that can happen. But at that moment, we're dealing with it. I'm like, huh, I wonder where a week from now something amazing is going to happen. Right. Like I know it's brewing out there and something awesome is going to happen. I don't know what it is yet, but I know I'm dealing with this shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm due for one of those awesome moments. And uh, that kind of perspective has selfishly just helped me a lot. Right. I, no, that's uh, I think. And a lot of times you probably agree with this. Like um, a lot of the challenges you have. Well, one of two things, either it, it somehow spurs you to find a solution or be better. Or um, it gives you perspective and you say, well, I had this problem and I didn't know how it was going to work out, but somehow it worked out. So the next time something like scary shows up in your path, you you don't have to freak out and have like, you know, 
tons of anxiety. You can say, okay, well, it's a problem. I'm not, I'm not really sure exactly how it's going to work out, but you know, it'll work out. It's because those problems are building you into a bigger, stronger person for sure. Because those problems before freaked you out because you didn't know how to handle them. But the problems that come to you now, um, I don't even know how old you are. I'm 45. You're 45? Yeah. You went to radio voice when you said that. Or I'm 45. 45. <laughs> when you're 45, the stuff that you're dealing with now, when you were like 27, might have been a big problem. Now something yes. like that happens in your life and you just kind of shrug it off. So, you know, the, the journey makes you the person yeah. and uh, you need and that, these hardships. That's why I think you, as you get older, you can, you become better. Like, because again, there's, I was like... You know, you'd see, and this is when I had met some chiropractors before, like before, even before I was a police officer, I, f- I liked that at least the chiropractors I had met, some of them were older, but they were still really passionate about what they were doing. And I had met other people that were like, okay, when do I, when do I get to retire? And like, that's, then your life's kind of over. Like you're, de- you're racing to end it. It didn't make sense to me, but like, uh, you know, we, Football, I mean, get in football. But Tom Brady, right? He's 42 or 43. You're a Bills fan bringing up Tom Brady? I'm bra- ah, whoa, whoa. I know. Listen, I've had okay. to deal with that guy. <laughs> your whole ruining life, my your Bills. Whole life. Yeah, my whole life almost. Since he came on the scene, it's been terrible. But, um, like, that's when I see him, he's like, he's just like, so he, you continue to accumulate knowledge of the game the more experience you have. But because he's been able to maintain his body, then he can be at a really high level. And that's what I think for you and I, or, or pretty much anybody, like, you could be your best in your profession when you're 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 versus, oh, you're 60, you're no good anymore. Like, just move aside because, you know, you're a dinosaur. Oh, so and It's funny. Like, go go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Oh, well, anyway, that, that to me is really is really interesting. And, and that's one of the things I love about chiropractic is that, like, if I maintain, you know, as long as I can do this, which I maintain my body and I can do that, I know that I'm a lot better chiropractor than I was five years ago or 10 years ago. And, wow, 10 years from now, I'll be even that much better because I continue to gain data and have experiences that can allow me to become better and better and better versus, oh, I've reached my peak. Now it's all downhill and let me just like, you know, go totally. off in the sunset. You're becoming wise. I but, don't know uh, about that. But no, it's funny you say that because what I was going to say is that we, uh, Nick and I have a friend who runs a pretty large size business and had a bit of a health scare of uh, little while back and now he um he would have never done this a little while ago he has a massage once a week and every other week he gets a chiropractic adjustment and he said you know what i'm investing into my body i've never felt better he's you know he feels like he's totally engaged in his day and his business and it's just kind of to what you're said even though he's now older than we knew him 10 years ago he feels like he's just the best years are ahead for himself personally and for his business because of the way he's kind of taking care of himself now. So we're tying it back a little bit to the... Well, car- yeah, and one thing I want to jump in with is that the other thing I suffered with many problems. One of my... And then one of the problems was Well, comparison. I mean, you have been... You're a Bills fan. I mean, Bills so fan, yeah. yeah suffer I've suffered from- for many years. <laughs> and, and, but there's good around the corner, right? Please yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on Promise? the bandwagon. Yeah, What's his name? Bandwagon. James Allen? What's Josh Allen. Josh, Josh James Allen. Allen is a personal development author of some, oh, um, some books. That's I know exactly as a man thinketh. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's as where I'm getting thinketh. that name yeah. from. Um, Josh you, Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan, obviously. Uh, <laughs> well, we're working on it. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, you, you like, we only know what goes on in our head. So um, you think now? You look around and you say, "Well, that you know, all oh, all these people have got it together, and I'm I have these <laughs> problems. I'm a mess." What? But what I as I meet more people in life and in my practice. A lot of times, you know, the the person that's really doing well financially, maybe they're not doing so well in their health or someone that's doing well with their health, their business, they have some challenges or or their relationships. 
So we can all sort of help each other. It's sort of a cooperative thing is that, um, you know, you've helped me with ideas around marketing and advertising and business, and I can help you with your health. And we all start to accumulate skills, but don't think that like, oh, like, you know, I should have it at a certain age, I should have it all together because as you can see, you know, it's, that's not the case, but um, all of us can sort of benefit from, so I'm benefiting from your experiences having spent these years learning marketing and advertising. I'm looking at your shelf of books here of all this, and you're benefiting from my, you know, the adjustment I give you today is actually going to benefit from all, is getting benefit from the patients I've seen over the last 14, 15 years and the skills and knowledge I've, I've accrued, right? So um, it's kind of cool. That, that's yeah. possible. So we're, I guess to circle it all back, we're glad you made the transition from a pure right. police officer to a chiropractor. Yeah. I, worked, I am too. It, it, yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it, it shows. Um, I, so By I the way, one, one, one more thing I want to say. I have total respect for police officers. It's a tough job. And, but when I, you know, when I left, there was a sergeant there. This is near the end of before I left. And uh, it, we were going in for night shift and you, and he said uh, his wife was complaining because he was happy going into night shift, right? And I'm like, that's the guy that's supposed to be a police officer because he loves coming in. He's been yeah. doing it for... And those people should be police he's officers. He's the guy that should be doing it yeah. and and I'm the guy that shouldn't have been doing it and we can all find what, what that is for us. Totally. And you right? know what? There's some members of Rockstar who are police officers and cool. they're just born to it. They're amazing police officers, yeah. Yeah. you know, and there's firefighters and they're amazing firefighters. Some, some want to get out, but others don't. They yeah. love their career and it's amazing and they should continue doing it for sure right so those uh, and those are the people that if your mom calls nine one one because you hear someone at the house responding. that's the one you want showing totally. up and if your so-and-so calls a chiropractor and needs help they want you want them coming to me because you want people caring about what they do and that's going to be great service for for everyone right and the people that aren't into it like move on to something else like because uh, you'll be happier too I want to transition to some chiropractic chit chat before we spend all our time talking about this right. stuff is uh, I got this concussion or whiplash concussion situation at probably end of September. Um, and uh, so for those of you listening, who don't know a guy on our team got a Tesla with ludicrous mode. He puts it in ludicrous mode, drives me around the block. I'm not going to say which streets or anything. I'm not even going to say his name, but it, let's just say he went really fast and he went really fast. Let's say four or five times. And uh, I got smashed around in the car a little bit. I wouldn't even, I got out thinking nothing really happened, but I definitely didn't have my head against the headrest. So, you know, I was jostled around in there mm-hmm. and I had a really bad concussion like seven, eight years ago. Anyway, next morning I get up. I thought I was just groggy from the car ride, almost like being on a roller coaster. And you're like, oh, right. I just need to sleep it off. Got up the next morning and definitely had concussion like symptoms that matched my previous concussion, groggy head. Uh, if there was too much noise or just holding a conversation with somebody would be really exhausting all these symptoms that i had before and uh luckily knew you and you started giving me adjustments early on that really helped so from i I was just curious from your opinion what was happening why was that helpful to me because it kind of it it almost like it the lights turned back on in my head a little bit, yeah. uh, not a little bit, actually uh, quite a lot. And then it would kind of drift back. Right. And then I would do another adjustment. And, um, and, uh, I also, you know, um, well, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was going to say, I was also kind of trying to figure out myself what was happening, but what, what do you think was, ha- why was that helping me through that period? Well, there's two, two sort of explanations and, and they both may be going on, but let's, let's assume that something in this, um, well, you might have some pre-existing issue from your previous car yeah, accident, maybe. right? Yeah, like, yeah. 
But um, you go through this experience and you get like a whiplash or you get like your head gets knocked around and um, it's a stress to your nervous system and to your brain, perhaps uh, like, fr- uh, you know, from that. And even if it's, I don't know if it was in this case, but if it's like a violent enough thing, your tissues are damaged in the process. And, and that's a thing. I don't know if mine, I don't know if it was yeah, in your I case. Yeah, I'm just saying for, if someone has been like, yeah, yeah, sure. But, of course. Um, so then there's, so then your nervous system has gone on, it goes into, you know, perceived to threat goes into high alert. There's the two divisions of the nervous system, the sympathetic and parasympathetic sympathetics, like fight or flight stress response. So there's all kinds of, um, t- changes that go on with that response. So it may be, um, decreased blood flow to certain parts of the body, even, even the brain, um, changes in muscle function, um, all of these things, which may cause you to feel lousy headache. Dizziness, pressure off on the bal- head, yeah, dizziness, more off balance, sleeping well, off yeah. balance, all these, all these things, right? So now you know if so if you're and and a lot of the the wiring of the nervous system is through the spine. So if we if that's if those nerves are being in the neck, let's say upper neck near the skull near the head are being irritated, and I come in and I do an adjustment that allows that sympathetic fight or flight tone to go down your body and your body to relax then you shift into that parasympathetic state so blood flow may improve to the head muscles may relax um, breathing may become deeper and then you feel oh i'm kind of getting back to normal which is what i did feel it was more like a oh, you feel, like, yeah like oh but okay, why, like, well, i don't understand why like it's because the nervous system was uh, like, what is it that you're doing with a chiropractic adjustment that allows well, me to go? Oh, that felt. I good. mean, yeah. Like again, and and I would say that we continue with research. We continue to learn what. Don't exactly, get in trouble saying. I no, no, I'm not going to. Now I know. Now I know all about this you know industry. About the, I don't, yeah. There's things you I'm not going to say anything. Just say yeah. what you're allowed to I, say. I will, that's what I'm going to do. Don't want but here's what I would say. Here's what we know. When we make so. Because sometimes people say, well, what's the difference between a massage and a chiropractic adjustment? And sometimes people say, well, it feels different. And so with massage, again, generally speaking, people, you're, you're putting pressure onto muscles and soft tissues. With the adjustments, at least the way I do it, you're going deeper to the level of the joints at the spine. So that has a different, somewhat of a different neurological response than just touching someone or doing a massage. So when we get in deep and make those spinal joints move, there are the, the, it activates nerves that go to the spinal cord, that go to the brain, that seem to create certain responses and changes in things like, again, blood flow and muscle tone. Um, certain biomechanical, biochemical th- changes can be picked up in the bloodstream after an adjustment, after we get in there and activate those things. So if I'm adjusting you, it's got to be, again, we don't exactly know all of the way it works, but it's changing something in the nervous system. And that sounds interesting, but the best part about it is you're telling me, I feel better after you do that. And I'm getting better as we continue to do this. But definitely when we make an adjustment where people think, oh, it's a bone, it's a muscle thing, it's a nerve thing. We're, we're getting to the nerve receptors in the joints that fire off into the spinal cord, into the brain, and create changes that are that look to be positive for that individual and they feel better Then that's the complete package. So it would, if I guess in layman terms for me, where is the nerve, are the nerves pinched a little bit? Like are, in your are, case, not really. And you okay. know, here's another way to look at it. Do you know when you, uh, when you work out yeah. or go for a run and you feel better after yeah. or like the yes. runner's high, yeah, absolutely. right? Yeah. So what, what we think we think that is, is that when you're moving these parts of the body joints of the body, 
um, nerve signals fire into um, the the spinal cord, cerebellum, and the brain, and then the, some there's some responses which are endorphin release, right? So you know that if you work out every day, you feel better than if you lie on the couch all day every day, totally. right? We feel better, we feel more alert, we sleep better, everything. That's kind of what an adjustment's doing. It's adjustment is firing off receptors in the joints of the spine that go to the brain and create endorphin release and changes in brain function. Um, you could almost. I know that's uh, going to sound crazy to some people listening to this, and but I've I've felt almost like that when euphoric, you, right? Yeah, like, oh, when, oh my God. and yeah. some adjustments more than others. Yes. But on some adjustments, like oh wow, like it just really feels great. Yeah, you could almost think of it again. It's not totally accurate, but recharging the brain. We're getting like signals going to the brain, which like your brain. The less you, the less you do with your brain, the more the poorer it fun, like the less you do as a bot with your body your brain function kind of or i shouldn't say brain function but your mental acuity goes down if you don't read if you don't think if you don't exercise if you just lay around all day well, why and, do you, you think I mean? we need this even shouldn't the human body just be perfect the way it is is it like just a modern you know person's problem where in the last hundred years we all hunch Possibly. over more like like 150 years maybe more people like were more active probably, years ago right? like did people need chiropractors or is this something where we need them now just because of our postures messed up or hunched over text messaging all the time on your laptop for yeah. 10 years um great question now if you if you look historically um there have been there are Greek um, pictures from ancient Greece of people putting your hands on people's spines or backs. There are um, – I, I have uh, patients from – I think I told this on a previous podcast. Okay, and that makes but, sense because if you throw out a rib or something, that's well, all – But they weren't, they weren't necessarily doing it for that reason. They were doing it as like – and again, I, did, I had some patients from uh, – like one from Trinidad. And uh, she had just came to me and when, I was, when she saw me doing the adjustment, she goes, oh, that we had a – when I was a little girl growing up in Trinidad, we had an old, an old lady, she said, in the village that if you had any stomach hurt or whatever, you would go over and they would move, your, crack your bones. And that was so, you know, for, for really thousands of years on some level, okay, this people have understood in- a connection between spine and joints and overall health. Not just like, you know, elbow pain, I'll do something to your elbow, but they thought there was some connection there. And now we know that the connection is a nervous system. So I think we know better now what it can do for people. And probably, again, if you look back, I don't know, industrial, pre-industrial, if you were a farmer, a gatherer, sure, you yeah. were moving all the time. Yeah. Maybe you got a lot of that nutrition to the brain because you were moving all the time. Now, okay, you have your half an hour that you go to the gym. The rest of the day you're sitting yeah. in front of your computer. Moving all so the time and it's you got probably, have- yeah, it's probably more valuable to people now um, than maybe it was a hundred or 200 years ago. And that's probably it coincides interestingly with the timing where chiropractic was sort of founded, which was 1895 over a hundred years ago and has become very valuable for, for a lot of people, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a fascinating field to me. And I feel fortunate that I'm able to get this kind of treatment, but I have something else for you is that I, I've become very self aware of my own body over the last six years Excellent. before that, like between the ages of like, I don't know, 25 and 30, I was just so busy in a new career, software career, and then buying real rental properties and then quitting and starting this with Nick Rockstar. Um, I didn't pay any attention to my body. Yeah. You know, I had like a gut and I'm, you know, I was just, my body fat percentage was definitely different. And do you think if I was getting adjustments in when I was 35, I would have even felt, cause I've thought about this. I'm like, I can definitely feel a difference when I get adjustments but I wonder if at 35, because I was so out of it, like I didn't even, 
I wasn't in tune with my body or any sort of, you know, personal health at all. I wonder if I got an adjustment, if I would have just written it off much more easily. Whereas now I'm like, hmm, there's a real benefit there because I know how I feel and I'm really in t- much more in tune. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I would say generally the people that um, perceive the biggest benefit, I, I'm, I okay, say this, I but know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like if I have someone that comes in that works out a lot or they're an athlete or they're a, yeah, certainly if they're an athlete, they feel the fine tuning of their body yeah, okay. and they, oh, they, they, they like perceive that better. But if you're like completely in your head working every day and you're not really paying attention to your body until, oh my gosh, my back is killing me or my neck's killing me, uh, you might feel, okay, I got adjusted and I feel better, but you don't have the same amount of fine tuning. But I, I think I feel this way and probably you are gaining this, like the more fine tuning you have, the, the better the experience is. Cause it's not like I feel nothing. Now I feel bad. As opposed to oh, like, totally. I feel good. Oh, I feel really, really good. Oh, I feel slightly less good. But it's, you're, you're feeling those levels of fine-tuning, right? Which is not just chiropractic. It's working out, yoga, meditating, oh, yeah, yeah. all those things combined, right? Totally. And I know, I know when I'm in the best rhythm, it's always when I'm going to the gym, ideally three times a week. And I'm, if I get an adjustment from you once a week through yeah. that, that to me is my sweet spot. Because yeah. if I'm going to the gym three times a week, I really feel just, I, I get a good kind of, I don't know, I'm sweating. I get the endorphin yeah. rush. I feel like, I feel really good. And that adjustment just combined in there, that's my sweet spot. And then, of course, I can't always hold that, you know, travel, right. different things. Um, I haven't been to the gym now. It's going to be, I guess, like eight or nine weeks. I was just telling someone, I, this is the longest I haven't been to the gym since I turned 40. So I'm 40, yeah. so it's six years. I've never had a break like this. Um, and now I'm, I'm, I'm in that phase where I'm like, I'm a little scared to go back. I got to tell you, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt when I go back. It, it will. But I would, you know, I think to our previous uh, topic, you know, I think after you get back and get that, you're going to be better in six months than you were prior because I think you're going to come to a new level of like sort of function and appreciation and you'll be able to like exceed where you were before. Sometimes that's how plateaus are busted with a challenge again. Totally. Sort of. And you know what? This this whole concussion experience has really allowed me some time to reflect on my life a little bit because I've just had a bit more time to think and I've been resting a little bit more, which has been tough. Nick and I have a pretty busy schedule. And I was just telling you right now is insane for us. Like yeah, we're about losing our minds a little bit. Hang which in there. Is, yeah, we're hanging okay. in there. It's all good, right? Yeah. It's, it's all good. But um, the uh, this concussion has had me have moments of where I've just purposely and you've helped me with that uh, scheduling yeah. in breaks in my day and that kind of stuff where, I, oh, geez, where yeah. I've had to but just having that time to think has been really really helpful and I just feel like I've this concussion has allowed it's 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 funny because it's a negative experience but the positive that has come out of it is so great because always in my life the best things have come when I've had time to reflect and think and in the last few years Nick and I have been having so much fun building up Rockstar I haven't made the time to reflect and think because I've been doing what I wanted to be doing. So it's almost like you kind of wake up and you run out the door of like, yeah, I got to do this. I'm going to do that. And you're kind of excited. Whereas this has forced me to reflect and think. And I got the creative juices flowing and I have a bunch of ideas for Nick on how Rockstar can have a greater impact in the community with the investors that we're working with. And it's just this negative experience has really, I can see the positive that's coming out of it because now I'm going to schedule in days throughout the month. I'm going to start with one day um, so I don't just have quiet time in the morning. I'm going to have a day a month where I have nothing scheduled. Yeah. I'm going to go for walks. I'm going to think nothing in my yeah. calendar for the whole day. And I, awesome. uh, so there's, there's all this great positive that's coming out of this negative. If yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I completely see that. And I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you will have, have that. And I, you know, that goes to, um, I used to tell patients like, uh, you know, if they're having a (coughs) a tough go with their health or stress or whatever, I'd say, you know, um, 
I want you to go home tonight and just like get some takeout, put your feet up, watch a movie, relax and go to bed early. And, and, um, as I've gone through, like people never want to do that. That it's like you're it's asking guilty. them the hardest thing guilt. in the world, yeah. or especially eight type personality. Yeah, like, like which a lot of maybe a lot of my patients are that way. Or I'd say like you know why don't you go meditate uh, you know fifteen minutes and and it's just like asking them to do the yeah. most difficult. Fifteen minutes. Impossible. Where am I going to find? 15 well, how am I going to find the time for that? <laughs> I, I can't. It's oh, so it's going to be really hard. I can't. All but so they would do something else that would be like they would drive yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. you know sixteen hours a day working. That's they'll they'll accept that. But what we have to um, realize is the trade off. When you take, if you look at, and you've read all these books, a lot of people that get the big, big ideas, they, it comes to them when they're relaxing, either when they wake up in the middle of the night with an idea or they're like sitting, you know, on a beach and they get this idea. It's like, you can't like force your mind to no. grind out good ideas. Like, so you can't schedule it from one to two o'clock. Yeah. I will have my good ideas. My, <laughs> so if you realize, oh, when I relax or meditate or, or go to bed early or whatever, that's actually going to make me more productive on the other end because if I if I'm functioning well, I can get things done very efficiently, very quickly. But if I'm scattered or tired or whatever, then okay, I'm working hard, but it's actually taking me way longer to do this. So you've got to sell it to people, and sometimes when they try it, and in your experience, you were maybe forced to because of this experience, right? And now you're like, well, maybe if I schedule in, it's some almost like the universe time. was just slapping yeah, me across, which is the how head it works. Saying, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think too, that's our thing. Cause I, I, you know, all this stuff on Instagram and you see people that like, um, and, and it's a good idea to schedule every, you know, minute of your oh, day gosh, down to the T, but no. if you go, okay, I'm going to just like, well, I'll tell you what happened to me today. And, and I hope this doesn't sound weird, but I try to go on like, you know, just kind of like after I meditate, if I get an idea, I try to follow through with that awesome. for whatever it is. So today I meditated today after yoga and I had the idea, go get a coffee at this place in Mississauga that uh, I haven't been to in a couple of years, but I just felt like, okay, I should just go there. There was nothing really magical. It wasn't like light out of the sky or anything. Sure Voice from heaven. You need, just need a coffee? No, I did, but it was <laughs> where to get it. So I felt like yeah. I'll get, I'll go to this place. I haven't been there in a couple of years. So I, I did a few things and I got there and I walk in and I look down to the end of this cafe and sitting at the thing is my, uh, this guy Nino who cuts my hair. And I'm like, oh, hey, Nino, how are you? Like, right? And uh, he's sitting here talking to a guy. So I'm like, nice to see you. I order my coffee. And then something in the voice inside of me, we have the voice, go over, just go over and shake his hand. I'm like, oh, all right. So I go over. How does, how you doing, Nino? Shake his hand. And, he go, and I said, he was sitting with this guy. So I said, hey, um, I'm, I'm Pete. Shook his hand. And uh, he's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm a chiropractor. And he's like, oh. And, and I was like, okay, sit down. Next thing you know, I'm having this conversation with this guy. And he's looking at my YouTube channel <laughs> on his and telling me something? on his phone and telling me you have to change this and this so that more people will see it like what the heck happened here so like i just got so what was that i don't know but i got some really valuable advice on how to improve my youtube channel i didn't schedule it mm -hmm. i didn't plan it but this impulse to go to this and the timing mm -hmm. because if i had gone 20 minutes earlier or 20 minutes later they wouldn't have been there i don't really know how to explain that but i like i notice when i meditate i get more if and i and I, I get more of these yeah, ideas flow. that go in flow, you know, about the flow. So, and when you're in flow, like it's magical. And when you're out of flow, you feel like you're walking in quicksand. Nothing is like going right. And you could try for months to improve your YouTube channel. But one guy, and he also told me maybe, you know, to get on LinkedIn. I'm like, LinkedIn, I've known about it. Oh, LinkedIn. We get some of our best leads from I, LinkedIn. I mean, anyway. So, um, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but anyway, so <laughs> it's, so what it's I, I, I'm trying to sell myself on meditating every day because, um, and then just going, what, 
you know, like not having it, but what should I do? What's the impulse leading me to? Right. Cool. Um, you're, you're at next level. I think most people just need to carve out that 15 minutes just to chill out. Oh yeah. 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 But First start with that. Yeah. Right. But then see and see how it affects your day. When like when, what, before I quit my job, I was uh, spending a lot. Of, I don't know if I told you that my, our mom, when I was 13 and Nick was eight, I, I can't believe Nick did this just in his personality type, took us to meditation camp for summer school. Did we, did I ever tell your you Your mom did? Yeah. Or? Yeah, Toronto Central Library. I don't know if you did. Yeah, Toronto oh. Central Library in the middle of summer. There was a meditation camp. That's As a 13-year-old and an 8-year-old, she takes her Your kid. mom's a genius. And Jeez. yeah, we they used to have us meditate. And then we would, uh, you know, you'd see the movie screen of your life and what you wanted it to play out like. And uh, that you, you, they would also do little exercises like pick an exact time and meditate on this that you want to wake up tomorrow with no alarm clock. And it couldn't be like 7.30. It had to be like, you know, 7, 7.04 yeah. or, yeah. you know, something strange. And it worked like a charm. And I remember at that time, I don't know if I was young, I just remember thinking, wow, you're, I just remember thinking, okay, I'm pretty powerful. Like my mind is a really powerful mm-hmm. thing and kind of didn't pay too much more attention to it other than that. But I've always just kind of had that. And uh, so meditation's always been part of our lives. Yeah. Um, Nick was maybe a little bit young to go at eight years old, but yeah. uh, it definitely had an impact on us. But I, but the point I wanted to make is that all of us are running around too busy in North America, mm-hmm. like especially in North America. We are running from school, drop the kids off at school, pick kids up, go to activity number one, go to activity yeah. number 15. Uh, next day's the same. Try to get in. You know, you can't get to a chiropractor because you don't have the time. The 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 biggest thing, it's funny because I just wrote an article on this for, for the Rockstar Inner Circle members, that there is power in subtracting things out of life, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Sivers has this great thing. Uh, it's a little article that he shares on like, um, it's on his website. I think you can go to sivers.org org forward slash subtract, I think is the URL for this little passage. It's such a beautiful passage because he basically says if there's a, think of a scale of zero to 20 and at either end, you're basically way off kilter, right? You don't want to be at zero. You don't want to be at 20. In your perfect life, you want to be at 10. So if you're at like 13 and you're trying to get to 10, if you add seven, is that going to help you get to 10? And it's Mm. like, no, but that's what our society kind of teaches us to do. You're always adding things, add this into your life, add this, do this, wear this Fitbit tracker, wear the check your HRV, do do this. And sometimes to get to the place you want to go, you actually need to subtract. And I thought that was such a powerful message and we wrote a big article on it and stuff and uh i just think that uh it's valuable that you've carved out the time and i'm realizing well, i need I'm, to carve out more time for myself right now i'm working on it i'm like i'm like anybody else like you maybe i've started a bit earlier with that but i'm working on it because again one for the relaxation but two there's a payoff because things go smoothly and i'm more efficient and like you can you can notice the payoff but i think it's a good point yeah because you just try to cram more in and then you're so stressed, you're not even really. And then they go, and then you're like, what? You don't even really know what you weren't present in those. No, moments. I notice it most when we go to Croatia because when tourists go there, the internet breaks, the infrastructure yeah, yeah. they can't handle the infrastructure. <laughs> so when all the tourists come there, you literally, if you launch your phone to get an update on anything, any little bit of sports news that's happening in the middle of summer or anything, or some interest rate update or whatever I'm looking for, uh, you you can't get it. Like the the internet's like literally clogged, so you can only Ooh. get on the internet between like. 1 a.m. and 4.30 a.m. Really? So sometimes oh if we gosh. really have to do something, Nick and I need to set an alarm, get up at 4, you know, we got like 30 minutes to jam out a couple emails or check us out. But it, wow. it ends up being beautiful because the first few days you're freaking out. You're totally freaked out. You're like, yeah. oh my gosh. Then after that, you look at your phone and you're just like, I'm going to throw this piece of garbage into the sea. <laughs> this thing is sucks, right? Because you're so in the moment with the family. Like when no yeah. one, because they can't get on the internet either. 
right? Yeah. So when you go out for lunch and you're laughing and talking and in the moment and no one's checking anything else, or it's it's beautiful. And to me, we've lost that a little bit in life. But I, yeah. I want to come back. Listen, we're talking about all this stuff, which I love. But uh, from I just want to circle back to chiropractor okay. for a moment. What are what are signs that somebody should maybe consider getting themselves? checked out by a, a chiropractor for long-term optimal health. Uh, not right. if you obviously have back pain, you know, if you obviously have some postural problem with your neck or your back, okay, yeah. check, get it checked out. But I just mean, is there something else? Is, is there, or is it just, you go to a chiropractor who knows what they're talking about and you get checked out and see what happens. Are there well, signs or do you just go? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, well, this is like, it, it depends on uh, where the person is at. So I would say that first of all, because what a person's values are will dictate, right? Should everybody have their spine looked at by a chiropractor? Sure. Should everybody go to the dentist, have their teeth looked at? Sure. But is everybody ready for that right now? No. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for some people, the priorities, they have other priorities. But um, so for people that if we we can talk about conditions, right? Back pain, neck pain, headaches, numbness and tingling, um, joint problems, low energy, all those things chiropractic can often help with. Um, but for someone that, um, you know, they like yourself, that values their day-to-day, -day, how they feel and how they perform, those two things. Because if Got you it. think about our association together, you know, yeah, you've had the odd ache or pain or tweak, but what would you say chiropractic has given you as in a really general term. Yeah, just allowed me to function optimally. Right. Keep going to the gym, totally. get up, do yep. your do your business. And so for people that are into that, then and and you know looking for the next thing, that would be something that they want to check out. I want to say this too, and every every profession has really um great providers and maybe those that aren't as excited about it. And people will resonate with different people. So I've had, you know, people that uh, have come to me that have been to other chiropractors and then I adjust them and they go, wow, that's different than I've never had that before. So if you, if you have, so I don't want yeah, you to judge. It almost judge, feels like there know, is a bit of an art to this. There's an art to it, but there's also an art of like that person meshing with that provider. So I will have people that have come to me and probably left and went, ah, I didn't like that guy Makes or sense. I didn't like what he did. Oh, it's the same with us in real estate. Same in real estate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you, if you went to a chiropractor and you had a less than like, you know, a stellar experience don't just write it off. If you feel like you're looking for that edge, you're looking to be doing better. Um, and uh, the other part that we want to, I want to interject here is that your kids or, or young people. So joint and spine and nerve problems start, like our, our nervous system is wiring our body and how it works from birth. And if we get into imbalances and joints not moving properly at three and four and 10 years old, those things become very difficult to work with later in life. They can be worked yeah, I'm on. I'm always scared with uh, my daughter just because she does the competitive dance. She's always jumping around doing yeah. this. I, and I know yours does the cheer. Cheer so, and soccer and you know all these things. So if, you, if you're if you a proactive thinker, you may think, you know what, I should get my kid their spine and their joints checked by a chiropractor and monitored so that they – now that would, in my opinion, set them up for actually a better future than you and I are capable mm -hmm. of because they – it would be like, you know, if we had first went to a dentist at 40, well, it's great, but it would have been better to start at totally. five. And we may have some limitations. Do, do most people have benefits? Like I pay. Or do most yeah. people have benefits? Does um, chiropractic cover under most benefit plans? Yes, it is. And again, this comes down to value, right? So I would say the majority of my patients 
spend over and above their extended health benefits for care. That's not the norm in every office. Got it. That's okay. the case in my right, office. Now we're getting into the chiropractic we're getting industry into the, behind the scenes. Well, no, no, no. But I just want to say, like, be, people, like, you know, I've been thinking about this lately. There's a lot of things that are good for a lot of people. Yeah. But, um, like, sometimes I'll say, uh, I'll meet somebody and they say, well, I went to a chiropractor and this he happened. or she wanted me, wanted me to come this off and pay this much, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, got it. Yeah, he yeah. or she wanted me, right? Do you ever say, hear someone say, I'm holding up my iPhone. I went to, uh, you know, I went to the Apple store and they wanted me to buy an iPhone 11 and it was $1,000. No. What do they say? I want that thing. Or they, if they don't say it, they want it. So if somebody comes to you, the timing is right. They want to be there. You're never making them or selling them or anything. So I get a lot of, I don't really know why, but more and more I'm getting people coming to me who are already they're saying, I want to, I want you to help me with this problem and I want you to set me up on a maintenance plan. And I haven't said anything to them. That's the first thing that comes out of cool. their mouth. Yeah. Whereas maybe when I was, and I don't know why, if I was attracting differently when I was earlier in practice, I wasn't having that experience. So if somebody wants something, they pay for it. If they don't really want to be there, well, I'm going to do the minimum. I'm going to come the minimum. I'm going to pay the minimum. I'm going to pay nothing if I can get away with it, right? So it's about setting up, and, and that's the, a whole other topic, YouTube and Facebook and emails is getting people to understand it and, and have an idea of it and maybe perhaps want it, see the value before they actually inter interact. So perfect segue. We're going to start to wrap up. Yes. How do people find your YouTube videos because you do, or Facebook, what's the best okay. way to find um, some stuff if they can just check out some yeah, of the things okay. that you're doing? So you can go to the Facebook page, Clearview Chiropractic. Um, you can go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Pete Angerelli, A-N-G-E-R-I-L-L-I. Um, the last concept I'm going to throw out here is that it's a trust business. Every business is a trust business. I get that. But particularly Remember, with chiropractic. Yeah, we're in, we're, in real, we're in real estate yeah. too. So, <laughs> so real estate. A, lot, a lot of times like people are like, hmm, you know, that sounds – maybe this person can help me, but I'm not sure. So I felt inspired to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, my phone number, 905-630-3542. That's my Are you cell. crazy? Yep. No, just bear with me. I'm not the first to do this, but if you if you're listening and you have like a question, text me. I don't care. Like, hey, Doctor Pete, my name. Introduce yourself because I won't know who you are. But I got a question. Can chiropractic help with this? Or what do you think about this? Or what that? And just text me if you want. Or and go go bills go. Go bills go. Yeah. Oh God, we could be getting in trouble <laughs> yeah. now. If you're not a bill. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, let's keep it but, on topic. But uh, if you topic. if you if you want if you want a question, just text me and I'll and I'll write you back. Um, and, uh, I will say too, we have this, uh, in December, we have like sort of a, I don't know what you want to call it. It's called Christmas gift of health. Yeah. But this is going to be listened to for much past oh, okay, September, so, but you can share that, share yeah, this of yeah, course, for, but if you're listening right, right, to right. this. Yeah, of course we, in December, you can come in, you can get, um, the exam and x-ray done. That's for someone that really is ready to do that. And it's no charge. So it saves you 185 bucks. If you're interested, you can text me, you can email dr peter. A-N-G-E-R-I-L-L-I -L -L -I at gmail.com. Um, again, you know, all, there's so many good physios, massage therapists, osteopaths, traditional Chinese medicine. There's so many good providers out there. 
So um, don't think, oh, he's, you know, you have to only go to him or have to only just go where you feel that you should check out next. What's totally. the next thing I don't for think, you? I don't think you give you off I mean? that vibe. No, but I'd like to be clear about that. Sure. But So they can, but uh, start with maybe watching the YouTube videos and just see if So we'll link that. in the show notes for this. So if you're listening to this, if you go to rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast and you find this episode on there, we will have the YouTube link on there. So if you've lost all of what was just shared, you can get to just the YouTube. And then from perfect. the YouTube videos, I'm sure you have other links in the yeah, description. There's to my get to emails in there. And yeah, so. Yeah. So we yeah. can connect you like that. So awesome. Really, Fine. I mean, listen, I threw you some, you didn't even know what you were getting into sitting down here today. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you for being so open to chit chat about your police stories, your your drug arrests. Yeah. Wow. How you were a superstar police no, officer. Not, not really. Accidental police superstar police accidental and <laughs> got out before my luck run out and and, and more most importantly just sharing your story like i really truly believe we're all here for a short time and that we should all be living life on our terms the way we want to live it and you're someone who's living life on your terms so you're you know aside from the chiropractic it's 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 fun to watch what you're doing because i can I, tell you should be doing what you are doing so thank you for your contributions to the community and what you're doing really really appreciate it i love it thanks for having me i think this was our best podcast yet i really feel like oh, there's very the best fun. is yet to come Be- oh thanks, even better <laughs> thanks for listening thanks, thanks. thanks for having me so there you have it, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed that chat. I really like talking with Dr. Pete, as I'm sure perhaps you can tell. Hopefully you can tell. And if you're listening to this and you want some real estate specific information, you can go to youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle. You'll get access to all our videos about a whole bunch of different real estate topics. That's youtube.com forward slash rockstar inner circle. Until next time, your life, your terms. <laughs>